What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is Tuesday, May the 9th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 855 of the Brian Hank Show presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College. Oh, you're going to hear a lot of Lenore Community College talk today. Listen, my co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We've got another great show for you today. Even if I'm only in about half voice, it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't really talk to anybody other than uh, my Molly girl when I get up first thing in the morning. I didn't make it to the gym this morning. I've been sick the last couple of days, so I don't really get to hear my voice until I, I start doing this as we're doing it live at 7 o'clock, and now I'm going, wow. I really, I'm very deep and bassy. I've got my Richard Clark voice going on this morning. <laughs> but we've got another great show for you. And speaking of Richard Clark, uh, he'll be joining us here in our first hour in less than 20 minutes. He's the news director for the Carteret County News Times. And he's our NBA and hoops expert. And again, it's Richard Clark. Got a lot of NBA talk to do with him. Uh, we're in the second round of the NBA playoffs, the uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference semifinals. And, uh, man, I, I got to admit, I went to bed early last, well, not early, but I went to bed at a reasonable time last night, only to get up and see that the Lakers are now up three games to one over Golden State. Tell me it's not going to happen. We are not going to have a Celtics versus Lakers uh, playoffs. I mean, just I, I almost see that's how it's going to happen. Uh, the Heat won last night. They're up three. The eighth-seeded Heat, the seventh-seeded Lakers. How about that? Two teams that didn't even know they were going to make it into the playoffs until uh, until the play-in games. Both of them up three games to one. The Heat over the Knicks, the uh, Lakers over the Warriors, and, I mean, it, this is just crazy talk. Tonight we'll have uh, the 76ers and Celtics. That series is tied 2-2. Two to two. It'll be in Boston. And then the uh, uh, Phoenix Suns and Denver Nuggets. That series is tied 2-2. Two to two. It'll be in Denver tonight. So, uh, man. Man, playoffs, I, I got to tell you, I'm having fun with it. I'm having a ton of fun with the playoffs, but we'll have Rich on. We'll break down those four series. Might even do a little NASCAR talk. I know. I, in fact, let's just go ahead and say it. I know we're going to do a little NASCAR talk. We had Panicelli on yesterday, and we uh, talked about uh, that Noah Gragson uh, versus uh, the Noah Gragson fight, and it was just as staged and as bad and i know i've had I, I talked to scott last night scott whittington about it and uh it just i don't know man i just it, it's terrible it's just terrible uh what they're doing with that but i can't wait to talk to rich about that about the hold me back fight that's a jalen rose thing 
And uh, anyway, we'll talk to Rich about that coming up here, like I said, in about uh, in less than 20 minutes. We got two big guests for you in our second hour, and it's going to begin with uh, Lenore Community College baseball coach Gary Smith. That's right. If you follow me on Twitter, and I know a lot of you do, and thank you for that, by the way. Uh, a lot of new followers, too, so I'm very uh, – Ha, thank you, Linda. Uh, executive producer said, uh, I, I'm going to, she said that I sound, uh, she said I sound uh, great and very sexy this morning. <laughs> I wonder if Rich will agree with that. I'm going to ask Rich uh, what he thinks about that when he joins me. But, uh, but uh, LCC baseball coach Gary Smith, man, the Lancers, five elimination games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then yesterday, basically an elimination game since it's the championship game. They win it going away 14-2 to uh, over uh, Catawba Valley Community College uh, down in Moorhead City. Uh, beat feet down there to the championship game. And if you haven't seen I actually wrote a story. I haven't written a story. I can't even remember it. I guess maybe I wrote one or two during football season, but I don't even remember if I did that. So, so. Uh, Check out encmoments.com. Junius let me uh, write a story and put it up on uh, ENC Moments, so check it out. Uh, and and a, 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 I should say a good game, a great game for LCC. They now advance to the uh, district championship. Uh, they go down to Florida uh, this uh, later on this week. They play, uh, let me get the team right here. But uh, they're, they're traveling down to Florida, to Palatka, Florida, this uh, Friday and Saturday, they're going to be uh, taking on the Region 8 champion, St. John's River State College. Uh, and uh, as of this moment, it looks like I'm going. I will be uh, heading down there with them. I think the way I'm looking at it right now, and everything is fluid right now, but I think I'm going to be leaving uh, tomorrow afternoon, or, or not tomorrow afternoon, but tomorrow right after the show is over. And uh, heading down there, uh, I think LCC is going to be getting down there Thursday. I want to get down there early and set up a day. Going to be helping, uh, if it works out, and I hope it does, uh, we'll be doing uh, some sports information uh, director duties for uh, LCC, hopefully. Uh, but uh, waiting to hear back from LCC on that, but I I'll let you know uh, definitely tomorrow morning. And if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you'll see it on there. But, man, I'm telling you, just an amazing game yesterday. Uh, for LCC, they led. They took the lead early. They took a three to nothing lead in the first inning, and honestly, were not challenged. Uh, they took a three to nothing lead. He extended it up to six to nothing. Now uh, CVCC came back and scored two runs on a two-run home run in the seventh inning, but uh, LCC immediately answered that they had a six-run inning in the eighth inning, and uh, then added two more in the ninth and one, one going away, fourteen to two. A lot like their uh, Sunday night game against uh, Catawba Valley when they won, uh, they won that game twenty-five to ten. So they beat the number one team out of the West over a two-day period, thirty-nine to twelve. This LCC team, you want to talk about getting hot at the right time? They absolutely are. Kevin Jones hit a, a leadoff home run in the sixth inning last or yesterday. Jake Harrison in the nine hole. He had a two-run home run, and uh, uh, Logan Brown had three RBIs. Uh, just a whole team. I mean, Caden Crawford, uh, Danny Staley, Logan Merritt, Tanner Cannon, Will Orr, uh, Braden uh, Berthrong. Man, just everybody came through. Got to give some love to Tyler Thompson yesterday, too. 
Uh, he does just a, a fantastic job starting, goes six and a third innings. Uh, only strikes out two, only walks two, but only gave up four hits, including a, a two, that two-run home run. And, uh, man, Jarrett Hall came in and just shut the door uh, on the uh, Red Hawks over the last uh, 2.2 innings, two and two-thirds innings. And I'm telling you, man, just a, a great game by Lenore Community College. Like I said, they will be, if you want to read all about the story, I can tell you where to go, encmoments.com. Uh, Jenny Smith third uh, posted my story on there. Uh, a nice championship photo from the team, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So uh, keep your fingers crossed. Like I said, looks like I might be heading down there uh, Thursday and Friday, and uh, very excited about that. And bring you the show live from uh, from Palatka, Florida. Uh, hey, uh, LCC baseball coach Gary Smith, like I said, joining us uh, early in our second hour. How about our second guest in the second hour? South, the, the NCHSAA finally announced uh, playoff pairings yesterday. Yeah, you know, let's right at 24 hours before teams are having to head on the road or get ready for their opponents. But uh, a lot of our teams, we're going to get to this in a moment and let you know where everybody's going or if they're staying at home or whatever. But, uh, hey, uh, South Lenore's softball team is going to be at home tomorrow. Or tomorrow, heck, tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, they take on uh, West Bladen, who is 15 and 7, the 20 seed. Uh, South Lenore is the number 13 seed out of the East Central 2A. And uh, that game is at 6 o'clock tonight in deep run. So get out there and support the uh, Blue Devils. But uh, their head coach, uh, Madison, she's been on the show, I think, one time. Maybe she's been on here twice, but I, I know we entered. In fact, I think it's been twice. Regardless, she'll be joining us about 20 minutes or so into our second hour. Uh, Madison Lee Harvey, the Blue Devils head uh, softball coach. So very excited about that. So there you go. That's our guest for today, Richard Clark, here in about 10 minutes. Uh, Gary Smith from Lenore Community College. Madison Lee Harvey from South Lenore. So there you go. Hey, I wanted to give some love out to uh, one of our, uh, just one of our absolute faithful followers and or listeners. And uh, Pam Sheffield, uh, we... We're, I, we were trying to work things out. It didn't look like we were going to be able to get uh, Jonathan to do the birthday game uh, for later on this week and early next week and raising the curtain, curtain on this a little bit. We pre-record some of those or the majority, okay, 99% of those, and it didn't look like uh, Jonathan was going to be able to do it. So we were squaring away getting uh, Pam to do it. We are going to get Jacques Passelet to do a couple of the birthday games. Well, it works out now that uh, Jonathan's going to be able to, so – but uh, I want to give some love to Pam Sheffield and to Jacques also because uh, both of them, were we had them squared away. They were going to come in and do it. And you know what? That may still be something that we do uh, in the future. I just think it's a good idea. And, we, you know, we've done the birthday game now for 855 episodes. I mean, maybe that would be fun to uh, to introduce a new little wrinkle to it and getting listeners to be a part of it. So that may be uh, something that, like I said, that we do uh, in, in, the, in the leads or uh, in the uh, future. So, uh, but Pam, thank you so much. She came over last night and uh, had dinner with uh, her and her uh, awesome daughter, Raylan, uh, came over and had dinner with us and uh, was standing by, was ready was ready to be ready to come into action. And uh, like I said, it just it worked out that Jonathan's going to be able to do it. Or, uh, But I, I don't know. I just appreciate you, uh, Pam, uh, one of our faithful listeners and love you to death and thank you for being uh, Thank you for being the person that you are. How about that? That's cool. Okay. Uh, let's talk about, uh, like I said, we're going to go more in depth about LCC baseball in our next hour. 
as we have uh, Gary Smith joining us here on the show. But, uh, man, just what a run. What a run this LCC baseball team has been on. I'll say it again when we have him here on the air. But, heck, I'll talk behind his back right now. How about that? Listen, no bones, no anything. LCC, there was a lot of talk around the program that uh, the baseball team was about to be folded. In fact, I had heard pretty much in general that maybe sports in general were going to be uh, were going to be gone at LCC. Now, I don't know about all that, but I know the baseball team was just in dire straits. And, uh, man, Shelly Barnes, the athletics director over at Lenore Community College, has just done a tremendous job, especially – uh, you get, I, this is what I always used to brag about our award-winning newsroom at the free press when I was the editor there was, you know what? You hire good people. It makes you look very, very good. And that's what Shelly has done at Lenore community college. I mean, she has done a great job with the baseball program. She's done a great job with the soccer program with Todd Clark over there too, getting that off the ground. But I'm telling you, man, the, uh, baseball team, it, they were 13 and 26, in uh, Gary's first year and Coach Smith's first year, they last year they turned that they almost triple their wins in one year. They win thirty five games last year, but they didn't win a game in the uh, tournament. Uh, how about uh, this year? They are thirty, excuse me, thirty seven and sixteen, and then just all the wins that they've had here. Uh, they won six games in the region tournament, and uh, and now headed to the district tournament down in Florida. And uh, the way that he has done it, too, has just been very, very impressive. I mean, these kids, they love each other. They fight for each other. This is what I don't understand. It's hard to do. I mean, it's hard enough to do on a high school program when you have maybe 18 or 20 players. But this LCC baseball program has 40 players on the team. Now, I think they can only dress and travel 28. We'll ask him that when we have him on in the second hour. But you talk about a tight-knit group and a group that really loves each other. And I, you know what? i got to say this, too, because I met some, uh, I met some parents, too. Uh, you know, I've been talking to parents over the last couple of days down in Moorhead City. And it's a, it's a tight group of parents, too. I mean, they follow this team everywhere. Let me tell you something. The folks down, Buddy Bingo and the folks down with the Moorhead City uh, Marlins, they were ecstatic. The way uh, Lynn Hartzell and Region 10 and the NJCAA worked all this out, was if you host, you get to keep the gate. You get to keep all the concessions and all that. Uh, now you have to pay the officials. You know, you have to take care of all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you something. Buddy Bingle was very happy that Lenore Community College was in the uh, Region 10 tournament because there were, uh, that uh, what, the Friday night game, uh, Pitt versus LCC, there were about five or 600 people out there. And that stadium only holds about, uh, about 1,000, 1,100. So, the stadium was more than halfway packed. Uh, they sold a lot of concessions. Man, oh, by the way, I'm going to have him on the show uh, the week of May 27th, whenever that is, because that's when they open their season. Dude, let me tell you something. Uh, they have a uh, macaroni and cheese, a mac and cheese uh, cheeseburger. Uh, yeah, I had a little bit of it. It was awful good. I mean, I'm telling you, well, awful makes it sound bad. It was very, very good. Yes, holy mule, Shane Albee. You're absolutely right. That's right, Ricky Whaley. Uh, Shane's now using your sayings. I love it. Uh, but I'm telling you, uh, LCC's fans really showed up for uh, this Region 10 tournament. And like I said, Buddy Bingo, the owner of the Moorhead City Marlins, a personality in and of himself, 
very happy with the crowds that showed up, and especially all the great parents from Lenore Community College. A lot of supporters down there, like I said, over uh, the last four days at uh, at Big Rock Stadium down at Moorhead City. And I'm anticipating there's going to be some pretty good crowds down in Florida, too. Uh, I talked to, I don't know, four or five sets of parents yesterday, and they're all heading down. And like I said, uh, it's, it's going to be a good time down there. Can't wait to bring you back uh, everything that's going to be happening down there with the show. So uh, congratulations again to uh, the Lancers. And like I said, we'll talk about them uh, with uh, head coach Gary Smith in our second hour. So looking forward to that. Tell you what, let me thank uh, we're, all this talk about LCC. They are the title sponsor of Ye Old Brian Hanks Show. Uh, thank you, LCC, for 65 years. Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable accessible and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Excuse me. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. And that uh, uh, summer semester begins uh, in less than two weeks and 13 days, two weeks from yesterday. So uh, if you want to get out to LCC, this is the time to do it. Uh, Again, call them at 527-6223 or even easier than that, lenorecc.edu. Hey, also don't forget about the uh, LCC Foundation Golf Classic Super Bowl Tournament. It is uh, a week from Thursday, May the 18th at Kinston Country Club. Uh, that you you know we had Catherine Pearson on here yesterday. If you would like to have a team, if you'd like to be a sponsor, sponsorship uh, possibilities are still open. Uh, give her a call at two five two two three three sixty eight forty three, or you can email her at kwpearson fifty two at lenorecc.edu. But thank you, thank you, thank you so much to Dr. Rusty Hunt, to uh, Richie Honeycutt, to all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks show. We truly do appreciate them. Also, we appreciate Spence Automotive. It's where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Now, that's next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot. Spence Automotive is owned by local sports running legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Again, uh, you were talking about appreciating sponsors. Keith Spence and Spence Automotive has been with us since the very beginning, one of our day one sponsors. Listen, Spence Automotive takes care of all of my car care needs. They also sell great tires, too. They should do the same for you. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service, when you need new tires, tell him. The Brian Hanks Show sent you, and I promise he will not charge you more. Or will you, Keith? I hope you don't. Hey, uh, let's uh, ECU baseball. They are at Old Dominion today. Or I'm sorry, let me uh, fix that. They play there tomorrow. They were originally scheduled to play at Old Dominion today uh, because of uh, impending uh, and potential inclement weather uh, up at Old Dominion. They've moved that game to tomorrow, Wednesday. So uh, the Pirates off today, but play tomorrow. Then they host Memphis this weekend for a three-game uh, American Athletic Conference set Friday through Sunday. Carolina Hurricanes uh, up two games to one in their second-round series against the New Jersey Devils. 
They play today at 7, so uh, you can check that out. Let's get you called up here real quick on uh, baseball and softball playoffs. I got uh, all of these from uh, encmoments.com and newsnewsports.com. So uh, go uh, and check them out. And I saw the News News Sports is going to be doing a a show, I guess like a projection show at some point today. So uh, uh, whatever time they decide to do that, you should watch that too. I'd like to see what Trey Scott says about some of these games that are going to be taking place. But today's playoff games, uh, North Lenore, uh, baseball, uh, let's do baseball first. They're at home against James Keenan. Yes, the same James Keenan team that upset them a couple weeks ago. But uh, North Lenore, number four seed, they're 15-4. and four. James Keenan is 10-9 and nine overall. <clears throat> the number 22 South Lenore Blue Devils, 12-7. and seven. They travel to uh, – why my phone or my watch is freaking out here. Uh, the South Lenore Blue Devils, 12-7. and seven. Uh, number 22 seed, they travel to number 11 seed, Franklin Academy, who is 4-11. and 11. A very good chance for South Nord to win that game. That game is going to be played at Lewisburg College, though, at 6 p.m. So uh, get up there and you can support the Blue Devils today. Green Central, the hottest team in our area. They've won 17 games in a row. They're the number two seed overall. Uh, they're 19-3. and three. They're at home against the number 31 seeded St. Paul's, who is 8-13. Uh, Aiden Grifton, the number 13 seed, they're at home against number 20, Nash Central. And then Jones Sr. in 1A, they're the number 21 seed. They traveled to number 12 seed, Goldsboro Rosewood, who is 17 and 7. Jones Sr. 7 and 13. So that's your baseball. Uh, playoff game for Parrot Academy. They are at home Thursday, but they will play the winner of Cary Christian and Wilmington Coastal Christian. Uh, that game is uh, today, and the winner of that game plays at Parrot on Thursday night. In softball playoff games, uh, South Lenore, like we said, we're going to have uh, Madison Lee Harvey joining us uh, in our second hour. Uh, her Blue Devils are home. They're 11-6 and six overall. Uh, they're the number 13 seed. They take on number 20, Wes Bladen, who is 15-7. and seven. Uh, Number 21, uh, Bobby Hatcher's North Lenore Hawks. They're 11-6 and six overall in the number 21 seed. They travel to Princeton today, who is uh, number 12 seed, and they're 14-7. and seven. And then Jones Sr., in the 16-17 game, they are at home. They're 9-8. and eight. They take on Northwest Halifax, who is 9-5. Then uh, Parrot Academy, they're at home Friday in softball. So there you go. There is your uh, playoff update. We'll have all those scores for you tomorrow. Be sure, uh, like I said, follow ENC Moments. Follow Junior Smith third. I don't know where he's going to be. I know he'll be somewhere tonight. I know that uh, uh, the new news sports folks, they'll be somewhere tonight too. So, uh it's good. And even Michael Humphrey, I saw uh, Michael Humphrey's got a blog going. And we're really lucky. I mean, there's a lot of uh, areas right now that don't have prep sports coverage right now. And we are very lucky to have uh, three different entities. Uh, I mean, of course, you know you know how I feel, uh, how I feel about ENC Moments. And Junior Smith Third does a great job. Uh, but News News Sports doing a good job. And like I said, even Michael Humphrey stepping up and uh, – I bet he'll be at North Lenore tonight. I believe his uh, stepson goes to school there. So I bet you that he'll be there. And now, I should have a drum roll here, but the uh, 2007 Free Press Associate of the Year. (laughs) Has anything ever meant less? (laughs) (laughs) No, man, come on. I mean, no, I I didn't even tell you how I came across that. I don't know if you remember or not, but we had a – uh, 
a young man who passed away uh, in uh, back in 2008. His name was uh, Taylor Humphrey. They call him Stump. And so I was going back to my old blog, just trying to find some stuff. Uh, me and his mom and I and Linda are pretty tight. And uh, his 31st birthday was over the weekend. Oh, dang! And uh, he had passed away. I guess, oh, God, dude, 13 years ago. And so I was going back on the blog, just trying to find stuff. And dude, I saw that picture. Dude, did you notice? Your hair was dark. I mean, you were thin. Did you notice that? You, you had I noticed a, the you, thin part. I definitely you, noticed that. Well, you had a smile on your face. I got to tell you, you had a smile on your face and a gleam in your eye. <laughs> you know, before life beat us both down and, you know, and all that. But, dude, it's a good picture. I, you know what I need to put? Dude, I think, you know what? I think I'm going to post that today as your picture for uh, for the for the show. What do you think, dude? Man, now tell everybody that's like 20 years ago or something. No, no, no. It was two, so. I said 2007. So, 50, okay. oh my god, dude. 16 years ago, dude. 16 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you did. Wow. But did did you notice? I mean, did you notice your shoulders are back? You had a smile, <laughs> that gleam in your eye. You're doing a hearty handshake with the boss man, Patrick Holmes. I mean. The, your, you your remember future? why I got that though? I don't tell me. In in a span of like two months, we lost Chris Morris, Jeremy, Michelle, and then I worked like six months straight, like straight, straight, seven days a week, because we didn't have anybody else. That's when we tried to train those, um, those people that were new. Put it that way. <laughs> I remember one in particular. Wasn't there? Yeah. Uh, wasn't there one that uh, Drew? Well, no, Drew wasn't still with us at that point. What was it? No, no, I'm no. not going to throw anybody's name out there, but I do. Now, this was several years before, but do, yeah, I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, wasn't one anyway. Anyway, we don't need to get in all that. And, yeah, we don't need to yeah. get in that. But I, and this is a completely different subject. But I know we had uh, one young lady that Drew Loftus, and you need to tell people. I mean, Drew Loftus is one of the calmest, nicest guys you would ever meet ever. Ever. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I used to play basketball against him. We played pickup football and he would never get mad. In fact, I'd try to make, you know how, you know, you, you poke the bear sometimes, Rich, you know, I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would try to poke the bear with him and just try to piss him off. You couldn't dude. This girl was so bad that he yelled at her and told her to go home. Yeah, okay. been there. <laughs> Not know. with that girl, but yeah. Yeah, I know you have, dude. But anyway, the two I think that's how I'm going to start. Let's see, I always introduce you as you know, the news director of the Carteret County News Times at CarolinaCoastOnline.com and our resident NBA and hoops expert. But I think I'm going to have to add into your uh, your introduction. <laughs> the 2007 <laughs> Kinston Daily Free Press Employee of the Year, dude. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Anyway, Rich. Hey, well, we, we know what happens after that, though. Yeah. So. If you could have told that young, fresh-faced uh, young man in that picture again, in a shirt and tie. Dude, you were wearing a shirt and tie. Two, two, word, two words, and it comes straight from that Jordan Peele movie. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I have said, dude, hold on one second. Thank God for a cough button. Dude, I told you, I messaged you this morning, dude. I have, I've had a cold since Friday, man. I don't know what the oh, man. is going on, dude. You uh, know, I had strep throat not long ago, so you, be careful with that. Yeah, doggone it. You told me that. That's right. Uh, but, uh, 
Uh, but uh, Linda said I had a sexy voice. I said earlier in my monologue, it's like I'm doing my best Richard Clark impression. I, <laughs> I may be right at your octave or maybe just an octave higher than you right now. But hey, hey, wait a minute, one more time. Good morning, Rich. How you doing, dude? Now, now you can do a country western song. <laughs> there you go. I'd love to do that. Oh, listen, I promise. I promise we're going to get into NBA and hoops talk. I got to uh, ask you about, uh, did you see any of the NASCAR race on Sunday? I did. Did you watch that staged fight at the end of the race where <laughs> Noah Gregson uh, tries to take on uh, uh, Ross Chastain and gets his uh, eye dotted? Or, I don't know if he got his eye dotted, but he got hit. He took, well, a, he took a fist to the face and what looked like a pretty doggone good punch there, dude. Well, but ironically, Gwen and I have had this conversation for real. What happens in a fight is somebody gets hit and then everybody tries to break it up and they grab one of them and they're, they're, they're defenseless at this point. And then the other person gets a good blow in. And I told Gwen, don't ever break me up in a fight like yeah. that. Oh yeah. You know, just get out of the way because I don't hold me back so I can get hit in the face. And that's pretty much what happened. You know how mad I'd be at that security guy that I got punched and I can't go back? <laughs> Dude, I love but, it. Because he took a nice little roundhouse right hand through the face. Yes, he did. And here's – and okay, that part of it was real. Here's the thing that bothered me, and I don't know, because I've watched that replay, I dude, I bet 50 times, 45. And that's not an exaggeration. I'm talking – I watched it Sunday – I watched it a lot of times yesterday. I even watched it a couple of times this morning because I knew I wanted to talk to you about this, and I wanted to make sure my my ducks were in a row and that I was speaking accurately when I talked to you this morning about this, Rich. But when you watch, okay, I, I, I'm breaking it down like the Zapruder film. Okay, you ready? Okay. And the first couple of frames of the bag. Now, there's about five different angles. You got to give NASCAR credit, man. I mean, they they staged this thing perfectly. They had cameras all over the place ready for this thing, dude. But uh, the angle that is over Noah Gregson's shoulder, okay, uh-huh. literally, and I like I said, and I can send it to you so you can watch it, dude. Uh, the angle over his left shoulder, there's a NASCAR official standing to his to his back and to his right, back and to his right. Okay, sorry, I was getting, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting all JFK on you there, but uh, he taps. Gregson on the shoulder, and that's when Noah just rapidly starts walking into action like it. It was, dude. It's literally like there was a director out there, Rich, that was like, and wow. action. I mean, he was standing there, and you get about you, two You really seconds. think they did that? Oh, heck yeah, dude. Dude, here's okay. the reason why I told Mark Panicelli this yesterday. Well, this I wanted your view, though. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, Rich, but here's what I told Mark Panicelli yesterday, and it is sad, dude. You can have great races like they had at Talladega a couple of weeks ago, uh, like they had. Oh, uh, dude, there has been this has been a good season for racing, man. I mean, you've had very few blowouts. There've been races that have come down to the last lap, dude. They can't scratch a front page of ESPN. I mean, it, it, as far as ESPN.com is concerned, or CNN, but I'm going to use ESPN as an example because they are the worldwide leader, and that's my go-to. It's I don't really look at Fox Sports or any of the other ones, but ESPN doesn't give uh nascar anything dude. well you know why that is that goes back well yeah it goes back because they used to be on espn yeah. and they're no longer yeah, and, there. Then, and then they shut them out and made them sit outside the studio and yep. i mean outside the speedway and all that yep that's what that is oh, that's, that's one of the reasons i i truly believe that's one of the reasons espn has gone all in on formula one wow you know dude i hadn't even thought about that but you're right 
But uh, but I got to say this. So all season long, I, I look at ES, you know, Monday mornings, I look at ESPN.com, you know, to get, uh, you know, to do my background. And, okay, this is what happened over the weekend. Can't find a stitch of anything about NASCAR. They have a freaking fight, and it's the number two thing after the NBA playoffs on ESPN.com yesterday morning, Rich. So to answer your question, do I think NASCAR encourages that? Heck, yeah, they do. I'll, I bet, I, I, I doubt there's an edict on paper where they say, hey, get heated, you know, blah, 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 blah. But, dude, you don't think it's being said behind the scenes and, you know, that NASCAR officials are talking to, you know, team owners and drivers and saying, hey. Because, dude, here's the biggest thing. I listen to, I got to tell you, I, I was driving back and forth between Moorhead City and uh, Kenston yesterday, so I listened to a lot of NASCAR radio yesterday, uh, Sirius XM Channel 90, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But they were talking about, and I had didn't even realize this because, like I said, I was in Moorhead City watching the, uh, you know, covering the LCC baseball on Sunday. So I was bouncing back and forth. Evidently, Rich, uh, he didn't even do anything. Uh, Ross Chastain didn't even do anything to Noah Gregson on uh, uh, on Sunday. In fact, Gregson was like uh, two or three laps down at the end of the race, and he had nothing to do with it. It was just he's the rookie. Somebody egged him on and said, hey, go tell him what you think about him, and that's what he did, dude. I mean, and they didn't even have an encounter on Sunday, so don't – Anybody tell me that this stuff isn't staged, at least that hockey fights. Now, hockey fights are hockey fights, man. Those are men out there on that ice beating the crap out of each other. This thing that happened Sunday, man, it was May, it was days of thunder too. electric boogaloo. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. I know. I just, left, I, I, left I, you, I, I enjoyed left you it. Hanging there. I left you hanging there. No, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It adds a little bit of something to it. Although, I don't think they should have been the ones fighting. You know, if I was Kyle Larson, I would have wrecked any handling like, you know, days of days of thunder style. So, um, you know, that's just me though. Yeah. But let's, uh, let, let's, uh, call it for what it is. Have you ever seen Kyle Larson outside of his car? I'm talking about like when he's, there's a, yeah, he, he, he's tiny. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not talking about just short, He's a tiny man. I mean, in fact, let me Google this. I'm, I'd be curious. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How tall is? Uh, oh my God! What? Kyle Larson. Five, my my guess would be yeah. I wouldn't figure he'd be very big. He's like a jockey. <laughs> he, dude, that is especially with the Kentucky Derby this past week. That is a great comparison. He does. He looks like a jockey. Dude, yeah. they say he's 5'6", man. I don't think he's 5'6". That means he's probably 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, I mean. That's why That's why I said I would have ran him with my car and not approached <laughs> him in the, lot, in the thing, you know. Well, you're never – and he's not just 5'6". He's also diminutive, too. I mean, he's, what, probably 5'6", 130? And I yeah, think that'd be yeah, generous, yeah. 130, 135 maybe. He's, he's not a big guy. Yeah, I mean, he – and who uh, – let me see how tall uh, Denny Hamlin is. Six foot. <laughs> so you got a yeah. five five guy taking on a six foot guy. Yeah, I don't think that. Well, and I'm not saying, dude. I mean, you're shorter than me, and you sure as heck can beat the crap out of me, dude. So I mean, <laughs> height, height, I don't know about height, all that. Hey, height has nothing to do with it, man. I mean, it's you know what you know what it is, Rich. It's the fight in the dog. Okay, it's not just you know the size of the dog. It's the fight in the dog. Okay. Well, it is a little bit to that, yeah, but. <laughs> 
that that's what little people like to tell themselves <laughs> whatever man i'm telling you man i've always found man talk about i love how you and i just go all over the place but you know you've dude you've been in enough fights in your life and i have been too not in the last 30 years obviously but growing oh up, yeah it's been a long time dude i remember the guys we had a guy named michael lyon who uh l-y-o-n michael lyon who i went to high school with who was about about five seven what are you about five eight right Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Five, seven and a half, actually. Well, there you go. But, but, yeah. but I'd say he was about your height, about five, about five eight, I, and was and just took stuff personally. And he was always like when we were in elementary school. I, I was in school with him from kindergarten all the way up through uh, through uh, graduation. And the thing about Michael was, man, he was that little guy, but man, he lifted weights and he didn't like being little. And I, dude, I I, I would have fought. Uh, a six, five guy that, you know, with muscles on muscles before I'd fight him because he was dirty. You knew if you fought him, man, he was going for, uh, the, the, the crotchal <laughs> region and he was going to take you down. And then, oh, you think he's going to let you go when you're on the ground? Oh, heck no. I mean, that's when he's, uh, pounding you, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, I, yeah. I lost a fight or two to him. So that's the reason I know these facts. Okay. Well, I, I've, I've been short my whole life, so I'm not, you know. It kind of is what it is. I've never really even thought about it that much um, because I've always been short. Even even as kids, real young, uh, when I started playing basketball, I was always the smallest guy on the court. So I've never really thought about it a whole lot. Well, I'm telling you, well, other than wanting to be six five. Yeah, but here, yeah, there you go. But see, here's the thing: you're that guy that uh, other people are talking about. If someone's doing a radio show up in Richmond, Virginia today, and they went to school with you, they're going to be like. Man, there was this guy named Richard Clark. You didn't mess with him. <laughs> <laughs> we, I don't know about all that either, but we we can never uh, you fig- know we can never figure out if oh no, I'm not gonna go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, uh Carolina dot com, our NBA expert. And let's uh that's a, are we done with NASCAR talk? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'm good to go. There you go. Let's jump into We've got four series going on in the NBA playoffs right now. And Richard Clark, a seven seed, has a three-to-one lead. An eight seed has a three games-to-one lead. And let's look at those uh, from last night. The Miami Heat, 109-101 win over the New York Knicks. And now they are a game, a win away. A game from, away. Isn't that something? From making the Eastern Conference Finals, Richard. Isn't that something? I don't even have words for that. The only, only thing I can say is what our guy calls them. They are the zombie heat. They just won't die. And, you're and, right. and, don't, and if you watch any of this series, they clearly look like the better team. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's not like, it's not like the Warriors-Lakers game where, you know, a few things here and there, and this could be a different series. That, that heat series, they're clearly the better team. Explain. Okay, make this make sense to me, Rich. The Heat, 44-38 and 38 in the regular season. Now, nothing spectacular either way. And Jimmy, no. you know, Jimmy Butler can say that he's not playoff Jimmy, but he really is playoff Jimmy. But this team, nothing, nothing in the regular season was spectacular. I can't think of one thing that was spectacular about them in the regular season. No. Yet here they, they, they are. They beat Milwaukee in the first round. And San, they didn't squeak by Milwaukee four games of three. I mean, they win that game in five game or win that series in five games they're now up three games to one over the knicks and dude would you be at all surprised if we win game five in new york uh i guess it'll be wednesday night dude no i would not so uh, i so, mean 
This is where they clearly look better. Oh, absolutely. This is where you put the analyst hat on. Why are how how why all that has the Miami Heat, the eight seed out of the East, have a seven and two playoff record against the number one and number four seeds in the playoffs? Um, one because the, their culture is what it is uh, in the basketball world. When you say Heat culture, everybody knows what you're talking about. Number two is their coaching. I think Spolstra is right at the top of the list. Um, the way he can game plan. I think the early experience he got of automatically being in the finals because he had LeBron and Wade and Boss, I think it did wonders for him and his ability to in-game change and uh, plan for a series on how you're going to attack and the changes game to game. And again, the third one is those veterans. Those, I mean, look what they're getting from Kevin Love right now. Who, who the Cavaliers just let go. Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, I agree. In fact, I watched some of the game last night. Scott Weddington and I had it on here. The man came when I got back in from Moorhead City. And I mean, and he looks good. I mean, don't get it twisted. Kevin Love is not the Kevin Love of 10 years ago. But no, I mean, he's no, no, very no. solid, and he's fundamental as anything. And, I mean, he does his job. I mean, he's not a – well, I can't say. He pounds his chest sometimes. But he just – he gets out there. He does his job. You know he's you, you know you're going to get – what, 15 and 8 from him in good defense. And that's, I guess that's the thing that surprised me the most about him, Rich, is, you know, if there's one thing you could say about when it was uh, he and Kyrie and LeBron in Cleveland when they won that championship, it was that, you know, he was a defensive liability. I always thought he was. How has Spolster turned him into a defensive player here late in his career when he wasn't a good defensive player five, seven, ten years ago? Well, I don't think it was Spolster because I think it's he was leading the league in, in charges taken. Yeah. So I think he's learned to do that along the way, which has helped his defense as a whole. But really, the biggest thing is his ability to stand at three-point line and actually be a threat. That's really playing havoc with the New York defense right now because they're just not used to it. And so if they put Mitchell Robinson out there, to guard him now he's he's way away from the basket and a complete liability if you put julius randall out there now you go go in there and one-on-one against mitchell robinson with bam who is much quicker so i think it's really opened the court up for him plus they're getting playoff jimmy and playoff <laughs> kyle lowry i mean that's the call it what it is kyle lowry's been miserable all year until this series well I tell you what, I think it is time you alluded to it a few moments ago, and I want to uh, talk about the Eric Spolster part of this. He's got to be. I mean, he's got to be. I think maybe we touched on it last week. I, now that I'm saying this, I think maybe we did talk a little little bit about it last week, but I'm not afraid to delve into it again here, Rich. Dude, is he? I mean, I guess you got to say uh, your boy out in Golden State is probably the number one coach. I mean, of course, Pop, who I know we did, you know, I do remember we did talk about this a little bit. You know, he's got the reputation, you know, of being a great coach. Dude, Eric Spolstra is up there with them, don't you think? And and who else is there? I mean, those are probably the the golden triumvirate right now, right? I, I think Spolstra. Well, you know what? I'm not sure Spolstra is not the longest tenured coach, with the exception of Pop. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But I think Spolstra is much better than people think. And, and like, to be fair, I think most coaches are better when their talent is not superior than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they can kind of overachieve a little bit and get the guys to buy in and all that kind of stuff. 
I think that's when coaches are probably at their best. I think it's very difficult to be the main team that's supposed to win. That's much harder. And I think, like I said, but I alluded to before, supposed to getting that hands-on experience in the in the line of fire early in his career. I think that's really done wonders for him because you know those first I don't know what five years in Miami, they were the number one seed period yeah. for everything. Yeah. Whether they were or not, it didn't matter. They were expected to win the title. And I think that pressure, you know, as the saying goes, you put you put pressure on some people, they fold. You put pressure on other people and they rise to the occasion. I think Spolcher is clearly one of those rose to the occasion people. Well, you're going to be proud of me, man. While you were doing that, I, I, I Googled longest tenured NBA coaches. Number one, we you know who that is, of course. Yeah, Pop, right? Yeah, Pop. Greg Popovich, yeah. December 1996, dude. So he's yeah, been he's here 27 years? Six months before they drafted Tim Duncan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. We talked about that uh, last week. Number two is Eric Spolstra, April 2008. Right. Dude, he's been yeah. the coach there for 15 years. I wouldn't have, I have probably – Steve Kerr, May 2014, dude. So, I mean, uh, so Spolstra was there – Six years before uh, Kerr was there. I, I wouldn't have. So, so Spolter was there right at the announcement, LeBron's announcement show. Yep. Uh, yeah. Dude, I, I will write. Dude, please tell me you're not Googling this, but I will Venmo you $20 if you can guess who number four is, dude. I, I forget who I'm talking to. I'm probably just. Are we, are we, no, I'll probably get this wrong. Are we talking about tenured with their team they're with now? Yeah, that they're with right now. I'm going to say Nick Nurse, but I'm probably not right. Oh, good. I don't lose $20. Uh, Michael Malone from the Nuggets. Uh, yeah, yeah. June 2015. And then the f- number five. Okay, now Nurse is a uh, five, six, seven. Uh, okay. Wait a minute, four. No, he's number six because uh, Budenholzer has now been fired. He's gone from the Bucks. He, yeah, he's he, gone. Yeah, he was number five. So number five right now, dude. There's no way you're going to get this. I'm. I'm not going to put the money on it because I'm scared. I almost lost it that last time. Dwayne Casey from the Pistons. Yeah, and he'll be fired before the end of the summer. How could, but how crazy is that? One, two, three, four. The fifth longest tenured coaches. Uh, Dwayne Casey from the Pistons and Nick Nurse. Like well, you said, from I, I the told you, whether anybody wants to admit it or not, coaches, one of the better areas, and this is good for any professional sport, one of the better areas to be in is that we're supposed to be real be- rebuilding era because there's no expectations and they're going to give you a certain amount of time before they fire you. So, you know, you're probably better off there than you, you take over one of these premier programs in any professional sport. And you're expected to win right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's been no expectations on the Pistons whatsoever for what? <laughs> two decades now since since Rip Hamilton, Hamilton and them. Good God, dude. That's right. I mean, we've had Reggie go through there. It, it's crazy. Okay. Uh, so uh, we've got three other series to get to. Uh, yep. I mean, uh, there's no reason why the Knicks aren't going to win this, right? I'm mean, the Knicks. I'm sorry, the Heat's going to win this, right? Nah, they're, they're going to close this out. They they might not do it in the next game because that's at New York, yep. but they'll close this out. Well, uh, and I've, I admitted in my monologue, I'm admitting it to you now, dude. I watched uh, literally about two minutes of Warriors-Lakers last night before uh, my sick and tired butt had to get to bed last night. Uh, but the Lakers... 104 to 101, and if I and like I said, I, all I'm looking at is a box score. I didn't watch any of the game. 
a comeback in the uh, fourth period because uh, they win by three, but they outscore the Warriors by 10 in the uh, fourth yeah. quarter. I know you watched the game. Tell us about the Lakers-Warriors last night. Three to one lead now for L.A. Well, the Lakers are so dangerous for because, of number one, they're big. We're in an era where a lot of teams aren't. They're a big team, as we well know. And they've done a pretty good job of cobbling together a lineup. Um, but the biggest thing, then, and this is what's the difference between the Warriors playing the Kings and the Warriors playing the Lakers, is at the end of the game, in the last, I don't know, six minutes, the, the Lakers just aren't going to do stupid stuff because they have LeBron. And say what you will about LeBron, whether you like him, hate him, whatever, his basketball IQ is ridiculous, and he's not going to do stupid stuff. He's not going to throw the ball in the third row to bleachers. He's not going to fumble the ball away. He's just not going to do that stuff. And if the Lakers are near to in the hunt, with five or six minutes left, they're formidable, period. Yeah. Or formidable, I guess is the right word. No, no, no. You got it right. I think it's one of those words you can pronounce either way. I got to echo what our boy, and you and I make a point of it. We don't, we're, we're proud of it. We're big Bill Simmons fans. And I, Absolutely. I, oh, I listen to pretty much every bit of content he, he's on. But one of the big points he's made, and I love it, and it's absolutely right. When you watch the Lakers, he watches LeBron, especially on defense and how he conserves his energy and just how brilliant he is with that. And I mean, it's yeah. not an insult. It's a compliment. To no, LeBron. no, no, it's absolutely not. But it, it is, it is. Expound on honestly, that. Yeah, go ahead. Expound on that. I, I did the same thing you did. After he mentioned it, you kind of watch it now. And I'm going to tell you what, man, it is genius level stuff, what he does. He just kind of floats in and out, and you can see that when he needs to do something, he does it. The other night, he hadn't done anything. I don't even think he had, but like, two shot attempts. And then out of the blue, he had a chase down steal, you know, where he literally put the pedal through the metal and got a steal. And it was huge. You know, it was right in the middle of a run. And that's the kind of stuff he's able to he's able to, to, to focus out in on and determine what's needed because he's LeBron. You know what I mean? So it's really been something to watch. But it also goes to why they need Anthony Davis and or someone else to carry the load for two and a half quarters, three quarters, because he can't do it the whole game on both ends. He just can't. Well, I'm telling you, we both were in lockstep. We both think the Heat are going to wrap up this series against the Knicks. If not, and I'm with you. If not Wednesday, they definitely will uh, in game six, in my opinion. Dude, I'm not so sure of that with the Lakers and Warriors. Yes, the Lakers lead 3-1. to one. They go back to Golden State for Wednesday night. I, would you at all, let me ask you, would you be shocked at all, Richard Clark, if the Warriors win the last three games of this series and end up uh, taking this thing in seven? Um, I wouldn't be shocked per se. Um, I would be a little bit surprised, to okay. be honest, okay. at this point. I just think that the, the, the Warriors have a problem because, you know, they don't have any help. And when Clay doesn't play pretty well, they're in trouble. I mean, they just don't have anything else besides Clay at this point. Wiggins is not nearly as good as he was last year. Draymond's actually been pretty good. Clay has not. And Jordan Poole, yikes, you know. <laughs> well, he only played 10 minutes last night to, to that point. I mean, what's that tell you? They just gave him that monster contract, too. But but here's a little stat for you to take with all the Laker fans out there, if there are any. In the last 25 <laughs> if there, if games. If there are any, dude, I think there's a lot of it's, 
you see a lot of Lakers gear around Kenton. I can't speak for uh, Carteret County, but uh, right, yeah. In the last twenty-five games, the Lakers have shot, including the playoffs. The Lakers have attempted seven hundred and seven free throws. That's not including last night, so it would be seven twenty-seven. And their opponents have attempted four hundred, and as of last night, sixty-three. Wow! Right. So you tell me, and and look, of of those twenty-five games, twenty-six now. 13 times the Lakers have shot double-digit more free throws than their opponents. And, and again, we can say some of this is because of Anthony Davis and going into the paint, but he shoots a lot of fadeaways to be somebody getting fouled all the time. Um, I just think that number, if that number holds, I don't know anybody that can beat that. It's, it's like I tweeted the other day. It's like watching Duke when they win their heyday, just walk through the free throw line every other series. You know, and you, there's nothing you can do about that. Three points. So well, that's yeah. going to be something to watch going forward. Oh, it absolutely is. But you've also, don't forget, Carolina was just as bad. I mean, Dean, when Dean oh, was yeah. there, maybe not as much with Roy there, but right. I mean, you would always see the free throw discrepancy be like when Carolina, let's say Carolina playing Virginia. Carolina go to the line, you know, 28 times, Virginia would go 11. You know, I mean, and it was always that way. I mean, especially yeah. Virginia. And so, anyway, okay, we got two more series we got to get to. Okay, well, yep. so so you've got uh, the Lakers ultimately winning this. Yeah, I, I think the Lakers win this probably in six. Well, there you go. Okay, uh, the other two series tied two to two, and we get to see both of them tonight. And I'm going to be home. I, I've been on the road for the last week. I get to watch the this game tonight. Seventy Sixers and Celtics and. Dude, it just feels like the Celtics should be up three games to one in the they, series. They, they sh- this actually should probably be over, uh, honestly. The uh, Celtics are clearly the better team, but this has turned into a rock fight, and they've gotten two monster games from Harden. And, you know, I just think that, you know, the, the Sixers, <sighs> they're hard <laughs> to play. They're hard to officiate, and so – I, it, it depends on on what they're calling. On all honesty, Tatum was fantastic the other day, though across all the you know full all around game because he didn't shoot the ball well in the first half. But they lost that game. It, they should have won that game. That was the one that might come back to bite them because they should have won that game. Having said everything you just said, and again, that's Richard Clark who's on the guest line on the Spence Automotive guest line with us right now. Our regular Tuesday guest. We're talking NBA uh, playoffs here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Having said all that, is there any way – do you see a road where the Celtics lose this series? I do, only in the sense that um, I think the Celtics defensively are prepared for MB to do what he does. I think the variable is Harden. I mean, did anyone think he would have two of these in four games? Because he hadn't shown anything remotely like that in, what, you know, all season, really. So I think that's the variable. If Harden puts up another one of these, another 30-point-plus game, uh uh-oh, they're in trouble. That being said, the flip side is true as well. Tatum has not shot the ball well. What happens if he goes out there and goes 12 for 14, you know, shooting seven threes? So the flip side is definitely true. I'm here for it, okay? (laughs) I I absolutely expect Tatum to be off the chain this game and – They'll put this game away early. That's what I fully expect. Um, but, you know, the Celtics have been really bad down the stretch of games all year. It's kind of who they've been. 
You know, it's like watching the Warriors. The Warriors, while anybody that doesn't really watch, it's kind of like, well, you know, the Warriors, the Warriors, this, that, and the guys, well, this is the team, this team that folded against the Lakers. This is what they've been all year. You know, not last year, but this year. And the same can be said for the Celtics. They've been pretty bad down the stretch of games uh, all year, really shaky offensively. And uh, it showed up again, uh, what, Sunday. So I'm curious to see. They're a great front-running team. So I'm curious to see if they can get a win going forward. Well, there you go. Well, game five of that series tonight at, on TNT at 7.30, uh, Celtics and the 76ers tied up two games to two. And Now, uh, this is the one. This, so you think tonight decides the series? Oh, no, no, no. I mean the one we're getting ready to get Oh, to. yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I can't wait to talk about it, too. But just roll. So you still have the Celtics coming out of this, though? Yeah, I'm going to still take the Celtics. Very good. Okay, and then the last one, dude. And I know. But now, you're a basketball purist. Maybe Joe yeah. Blow – peripheral NBA fan. They probably don't appreciate what's going on uh, between Denver this and This is Phoenix. artistry here. Ta- you know what? Take it away, man. Ta- it's tied 2-2, two to two, game 5 tonight at 10 o'clock on TNT. Go ahead. This this has been such a joy to watch because the high-level shot-making combined with the other night, uh, Booker came down and, and did something incredible and hit, hit a fadeaway three or something. And before he even got up good, to run back the other way, Denver was laying the ball up on the other end. <laughs> so, I mean, this has been a joy to watch. And the shot-making, particularly from Booker, holy smoke. I mean, he's been outstanding. But Jovic in the losing cause, I mean, you saw it the other night. Nobody on their team played well. Nobody. They all shot horribly. So you could see him flip the switch. Okay, well, tonight I have to score. And he got 50. <laughs> you know, and they were in it until he missed that layup at the end. He got fouled, really, and they didn't call it. But, you know, they were in it till the end. So this has really been a joy to watch. Um, Durant's been playing well. Murray was playing well till last night. Um, Jovic's been outstanding. But Booker, honestly, right now, might be the playoff MVP. Wow. Uh, of all yeah, the he's been outstanding. Even better than Jimmy. You you go back to the the Clippers series, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, maybe so. I mean, he's tossed up. What's he average? I don't even. I'm not gonna Google it, but he's got to be averaging thirty six or seven. God, that's so awesome. Oh, and 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 it's not just shooting threes here. We're talking about high level, it getting in the paint, shot making. You know, that's what you know, you've heard it before on the guy we listen to all the time. I'm telling you right now, the league has never been this deep talent wise. Now. Getting all these guys to play as a unit, that's a whole other discussion. But from a pure talent standpoint, the league has never been deeper than this. These guys are really, really good now. Um, the challenge for anybody at this point is getting them to play as a solid unit. And that's why when you see it, like Denver's offense or the Miami's defense, it jumps out so much because it is different. Well. I've never been a Booker fan. I, I mean, not that I'm anti-Booker. I guess I'm just more – I probably trend Booker 
neutral but more towards negative. You know, we had him in our tournament. You know, remember in the holiday invitation? Right, right. And he was awesome in that. Don't get it twisted. But, dude, he played for a – and I'm not denigrating South Lenore when I say this, but he played for a South Lenore-type team where his team got swept in the holiday invitational, although he averaged 31 points a game or whatever it was, 32, 33 points a game. However, his team averaged 50. So he scored 33 of his team's 50 points a game in their 0-3 appearance in the Holiday Invitational. Then he gets to uh, Kentucky for his one year. If I remember, help me here. You know this infinitely better than I do. He came off the bench. He didn't even start for Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, he was the sixth man. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't – I think he averaged 11 points a game for Kentucky. Yeah. You know, or whatever it was. Which begs the question of of what I've always (laughs) said about Tom Brady at Michigan. What's going on down there that you played the Harrison Twins in front of Devin Booker? I mean, I know, I get it. He was not Devin Booker then, but he also wasn't not Devin Booker. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. So, you know, I've always thought we give him a, a, like the Lloyd Carr down in Michigan. (laughs) Shouldn't we be just raking him over the coals instead of acting like he was some vestige of a good coach? No, dog. He set Tom Brady for Drew Henson. Yeah. Oh, I know. Dude, dude, you don't Same same here. Well, I know, and I feel the same way, dude. I absolutely feel the same way that uh, – but but my point being about Devin Booker is, I mean, I saw him play three games in Holiday Invitational. Yes, he was good, but he was a one-man team. And, uh, and now he averaged 33 points a game, but he aver- but on like 30% shooting, okay? I mean, I remember one game, I think he had 37 or 38, but, dude, he took 40 shots in the game, okay? I mean, I'd like to well, think – you know what to I'm your saying. point – he, he's averaging 36.8 in the playoffs wow. this year. He shoots 61% from the field, actually 62 from the field, and 51 from three. So he'll probably have a bad game tonight since I'm telling everybody to go watch. <laughs> exactly. But the point, you know, I, I, like I was saying with Spolster, early in his career, Phoenix was terrible, and he was a one-man show like you are talking about in high school. And I think that pressure and that cooker – really honed his skills so now he's on he's a really an assassin honestly well and i can appreciate that with durant well that's what i'm saying there you go i appreciate your analysis there because i don't know if devin booker could carry a team by himself he can't be the number one guy that's the reason bringing durant in there who loves the smoke He, he wants all the smoke he wants all the heat having kevin durant in there having chris paul the arguably the best point guard in the history of the nba if he's not he's one of the two or three best and even having aiden in there who finally had a good game you you got to surround devin booker when you surround devin booker with good players that's when he can have the kind of season and the kind of playoffs that he's having this year i guess was my whole point the whole thing he can't be the number one guy because when he was in high school they were a sub 500 team in mississippi dude in a public school in mississippi Okay, we're not talking uh, one of these Saint teams from uh, New York City or, you know, something like that. It was Moss Point, Mississippi, remember? You laid that thing. Yeah, you laid the, you, how good were they in Mississippi would be my question. Dude, they didn't. You, I, I don't think they made the state. I think they got knocked out in the first round of the state playoffs. Okay? Well, yeah, I get it. Yeah, at, at I a, get it. not even at a 4 or 5A level. If I remember, they were a 2A or a 3A team. Anyway, my point being – He's not the kind of guy that can be the number one guy, but when you've got a Kevin Durant in there, when you've got a Chris Paul in there, that's when he shines. That's my that's my the point that I'm trying to make, dude. I think he can. I think 
he can be the number one, but you need a solid, a really good number two. I mean, could, and let's be realistic what we're talking about here. We're really splitting hairs on the greats. Um, who who needs a number two? The list of guys that really don't need a number two is pretty small. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we're we're talking about. I don't even include Embiid in that. Really, if you had to ask me and put me on the spot, I'd say there's only two: uh, Giannis and Jokic. I think that's it. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I guess you could kind of put Luke in it, but he hadn't done anything with by himself, so I'm not sure that counts. Well, you and um, I, and I hate to interrupt you, dude. I just, well, no, we're no. Sitting, no, 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 you're going to love us. We're sitting here talking. I look up the clock. We're already into the second hour, and I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't oh, realize it. No, no, no. It's all good, dude. I love it. That's what happens when you come on here. It, Linda, say hey, to, say hey to Rich. Hey, Rich. Hey, Linda. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she's letting me know that we're in the second hour, and I've got a guest that I've got to call here in a minute. Hey, real quick, uh, Suns Nuggets, uh, This it's definitely going to be seven games, isn't it? I think so, and I think this is the game to determine if Phoenix has got a real shot because okay. they have to win this game, I think. I don't think you can go to Denver in a game seven and, and think you're going to walk out of there. So uh, I think this is the game. That's why this one's going to be really interesting tonight. Well, I tell you what, when we get back together next Tuesday here on the Brian Hanks Show, we'll have uh, at least probably and I'll two be completely of these over. <laughs> no, 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 man. No, you're not, dude. Hey, Richard, you're the best, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining me here, dude. And, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark from the Carteret County news times, Carolina coast online.com. And it's, it's not hyperbole. I get talking to him and I look over at the clock and we're two minutes after the hour. I'm like, what in the world? How did time fly that quickly? But that's how it does when, uh, when I have him on. So uh, thank you for listening to the first hour of today's show. Coming up here in our second hour, in just a few moments, we're going to have LCC baseball coach Gary Smith. We're going to have uh, South North softball coach Madison Lee Harvey on the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show.